The Ectoplasm Show is brought to you by North KC's Big Rip Brewing Company. Lighten up dark matter, have a craft beer. All right, what's up, peeps? Welcome to the Ectoplasm Show. My name is Josh Hurd, and joining me is my good pal, partner in crime, Mr. Jason Kupsik. What is up, sir? You know, I was very suspicious when I got the call a couple weeks ago. About what? About you wanting to drive down to see me. When have you ever done that before? I Look, it's been a minute, right? <laughs> it's been a little bit. And I know, like, the last time that we sat in a room together it was at the manor and when we were able to sit in the same room record live and yeah so i wanted to do that again god i was i thought there might be some kind of motive no 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 i mean trying to get the l word out of me yeah i just want to see you say it (laughs) you know not gonna happen well maybe not today no but yeah how was the drive down easy peasy it's super easy to drive to KC, man. Then why don't you do it more often? <laughs> That's a fair point. That's a fair point. Oh, my God. So what else is going on? How's that Big Rip beer? We're at Big Rip right we are, now. We are sitting inside of Big Rip right now, and I'm a little excited. The last time that I came to KC, I don't think I got a... I, don't, I didn't get a visit Big Rip. No, you disappeared. What do you mean I disappeared? The conference was done. You were gone. You know, I had a ride-along buddy with me that I was trying to get back to his hotel room safe and sound. And so, yeah. That sounds like an excuse. <laughs> I was so tired. You were tired. I was exhausted. I didn't want to do it. I yeah. was like, So I I'm going to blow your mind. Okay. Blow I'm going to remember to mention Podbelly. Hey. Our network. Hey. Go to podbelly.com. Check them out. Go say hi to the other shows on there. Yeah, let them know we sent you. And check everything out that they got going on over at podbelly.com. Oh, my God, man. So do you like treasure? I'm sorry, what? You like treasure? <laughs> yeah. I, I love treasure. We've talked about the, <laughs> the, <laughs> we've talked about the uh, thing tre- treasure several times, including on the last show. Yeah. Well, they found it. So Okay. Somebody found it. Somebody found the treasure. And where was this at? In the Rocky Mountains. In, in Colorado. Well, in the Rocky Mountains. Just in the Rocky says. Mountains. Okay. I think it's a sham. You don't You don't believe it? No, I don't. You don't believe anything. I think that there's a purpose for why they finally said they, <laughs> that somebody found it. But So it was over $2 million worth of treasure supposedly buried in the Rocky Mountains. Has anybody seen the treasure? Hey, are Mr. There, Finn has. Mr. He placed Finn. it there. Okay. Okay. And put out a website looking for people to <clears throat> find it, and that was years Shit. ago. Interesting. Well, we talked last week about the guy that fell in a ravine and had to be rescued. Right. In Yellowstone. Right. <laughs> right. Um, Mr. Finn posted on his website that he had gotten confirmation from a man back east who took a photo of the treasure 
and sent it to him. I want to see the picture, though. He hasn't released it. Why not? Because it didn't actually happen. (laughs) It didn't happen because, for insurance reasons, I would think. You questioned everything. So the guy that fell in the ravine in Yellowstone could probably sue him for damages. Really? For even offering the treasure. Hmm. I don't know about that. I... I don't know, man. I don't know. What I'm if he's just some crazy, like, eccentric person? People can sue for anything these days. That's true. So, well, they they could always sue for anything. It just happens these days. Yeah, it does. Um, if I was out looking for this treasure and I fell into a ravine and couldn't get out, I'd probably sue Mr. Fenn. I'd get just that $2 million dollars either way. Just to give it a shot? Yeah. Give it a shot. It'll be nuts, man. I don't know. Okay, so he got an email saying that it was found. Finn got an email. Yeah. Dear Mr. Finn, this is Richard Zack, a reporter with our news in New York, and we've seen... This isn't an email from... This is a reporter asking for a photo. No, I thought it was the email of the person that found the treasure. Oh, so he's... It's a reporter asking for for the picture. So inquiring minds want to know. So release the picture. Finn estimates as many as 350,000 people searched for the treasure in some way that he's hid in 2010, so it took 10 years. How old is this guy? Has the cheese slid off his cracker is what I'm asking. Like, is he completely crazy? There have been at least five people whose relatives or friends claimed that they had died trying to find it. Wow. Now, is that guy responsible for the I don't deaths? know. If, so here's the deal. If that treasure is fake, like, what is the it's purpose? It's not like it's long lost treasure no. that nobody, you know, that some article says or journal <laughs> entry says right. is out there. No. This is somebody says, I, I hid something in the mountains. Go find it. Oh, my God. I say he's responsible for what happens to people looking for it. I mean, here's what I, I say. also say another part of me says that they're an idiot for doing it in the first place. <laughs> they deserve what happens. Here's what I think. Here's what I think. If the treasure is fake, if the treasure never existed in the first place, then yes, he's responsible. If the treasure is out there, if it's actually there, then you kind of chalk that up to a, a hazard that's almost, I mean, half expected anyway, right? Yeah, and it doesn't really matter what I think. It matters what the <laughs> judge says, you know, if this well, gets put in front of the judge. Let's go to Coops at court for a minute. Let's do well, that. I already answered that question. <laughs> Larry, we have Larry with us. We do. We have Larry. <clears throat> uh, what do you think, Larry? I think it's a hoax. You think it's bullshit? Yeah. See, you guys just question everything. Who hurt you guys? <laughs> Who hurt you guys? <laughs> just joking. I wanted to be a treasure hunter when I was a kid. I like did too. Else. I did too. When you look at his, his website. Yeah. He's an artist in his whole life. So, Mr. Finn? So Finn is a is an artist. That's what his website says. And he's dedicated his entire life to just art and, and creating art and, and all of that? Yeah. Okay. That's kind of cool. So, so to say that this isn't just an elaborate... Yeah, it could be... Oh, my gosh. What if it is? What if it is, like, just some obscure art form? I don't know, man. I don't know. I think... We give it a month. We give it a month. 
And if the if the the photograph hasn't come forward, then we go out and we find it. <laughs> you just laugh at me. Everybody just laughs at me. It's not real. What I, I am all about going out in the mountains and hiking around and having a good time. So then you'll Maybe have a great time. Treasure. You'll have a great time. Are you doing the research? What do you mean? For where we should look. Sure. It, it's not <laughs> supposed to just be random. <laughs> it's over there somewhere. <laughs> just go. It'll be fine. Oh, my gosh. That's crazy, though. It's crazy. Well, I hope. I hope the picture. I hope it's real. I hope it's a real thing. I, I just don't know. If it's not real, again, like I said, I would I would suggest that, yes, he would be responsible. Why don't we bury our own treasure? What the fuck are we going to bury? <laughs> like, what are we going to bury? Um, a big rip gift card. We could bury hey, that. Okay, so we could bury that. We could bury that. But we, we would have to geocache this in some way, right? Well, yeah, we just put it on our website and say, go to okay. our website for the clues to find That's it. That's a great idea. So we put out... But then are we responsible if some idiot falls in a pothole? Are you responsible for the jackass that finds the card, comes in here, gets fucking, st- <laughs> like, tanked? No. That's on them. Like, it's time to put on the big boy pants. At some point, you got to take responsibility for your own actions. No, you're not responsible. <laughs> Christ. Well, we should do it then. I think so. I would be all about it. I, I can't stop drinking. That's just all I'm doing. It's very good. We're actually it's really, here really at good. Big Rip, and Bree, who is one of the owners and brewers at Big Rip, is here. That's right. And I'm calling her over. She says, we want to talk about Big Rip. <laughs> we should talk about Big Rip. I would absolutely agree with that. So, what kind of questions do you have for the brewmaster oh. at Big Rip? Raise his hand So, what's Hello. the question? Oh yeah. So I, we brought this I, up I've at lunch. I've thought about this for a long time. My my sister who lives in Florida, she's allergic to uh, mosaic hops. She can't have any sort of beer that's mosaic beer. What is the difference between the different types of hops that are used in brewing beer, and what designates how beer is classified in its different categories? You know, you have like Hefeweizen, um, you have your IPA, you have all these different versions but what does that truly mean so for the first question about the hops um it's i've never heard of anyone being allergic to one specific kind of hop yeah she just gets she gets like rashes yeah so i so like an allergic type reaction interesting is is it like um it's it's not life-threatening many different mosaic beers that she's tried or like from a certain place or everyone okay because i know like you know, mosaic from Pacific Northwest is completely different than the mosaic grown in Michigan. Uh, so I wonder if if everywhere that's using that she's tried it is getting it from the same region or the same grower. Um, and it's kind of hard. A lot of brewers don't want to disclose like where they're getting their hops from. Yeah, sure. Yeah, because the terroir of where it grows mm-hmm. is is important in making your beer your beer absolutely so yeah that's a good i have no idea why that's weird i mean the same way you would grow any plants like you know you get new tomatoes by breeding the two tomatoes together Hmm. so that's how they get new hops but yeah it's strange to be allergic to just one specific yeah i've seen it happen it just she gets flushed like a tomato and just just gets hives. Yeah, huh. That's nuts. 
I know a lot of people really hate mosaic because it gives off, to some people it gives off like an onion, an onion or a garlic flavor. Really? And once you like realize it, you can't ever not realize it again. That's crazy. Yeah. I've never heard of that. It's awesome. I have a question. You have a question? All right, Coops, I, guess I have a question. question specifically about you. Oh, okay. How yeah. did you get started in brewing? Yes. How did you end up at Big Rip? So, I started brewing a few years ago, I don't even know, 2015 maybe? Um, My brother and my dad had been home brewing for a while already, and so by then, they knew what they were doing. They did all the hard stuff and, like, did extract brewing, and then they were on all grain by the time I wanted to start, so they just kind of taught me how to do all grain, so I never had to deal with the extract stuff, which kind of deters a lot of people from brewing because the beer isn't very great yeah you do extract yeah so a lot of people are just like well this sucks i'm i give up (laughs) so they taught me how to homebrew and then my first beer i ever made was a strawberry saison and we served it at nano brew that Mm. year and out it was me and my brother and my dad and we had like seven beers total Mine was the first one to blow. They were really mad at me. That is awesome. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's so cool. Yeah, and then uh, not long after I started brewing, like I joined the Missouri Mashers back when they used to meet here in the event space once a month. Um, And then, and that's where I met Jeremy, who used to be the assistant brewer here. Mm -hmm. And he was quitting his Sunday shift, so... I interviewed and I took over the Sunday bartending shift here. And then when Jeremy left to go somewhere else, I offered to like volunteer in the back just to learn. I was like, you don't even have to pay me. I just want to come in <laughs> and do it. Heck yeah. So, um, yeah, I started once a week and then I slowly started learning in the back. I mean, they did pay me. They didn't take me up on the not paying. <laughs> so that's cool. So they, they taught me, and I slowly went from training to assistant brewer to brewer to head brewer in January of 2019 to owner in January of 2020. Wow. That's fast. Like, really taking, like, big steps there. That's amazing. Yeah. I, Dang. I, I've heard some pretty good things since I took over brewing. I know Josh and Kip loved doing it. Um, I know Kip has, like... He only has two kids, but they each play, like, 50 million sports. <laughs> like, all the sports? <laughs> and then Josh, they, not long ago, built a house down in the Ozarks, so they wanted to oh, kind of sure. slowly give the brewery off to someone else, and, you know, I guess they kind of promoted me to head brewer, so they were confident someone could take over that knew what they were doing. It's really cool. That's yeah. Awesome. Dang. That's freaking awesome. So... What is the process like for brewing a beer? The only thing I know about this is I, I one time I saw like a, a kit at Walmart, I think, <laughs> like how to brew your own beer type of deal. And so, and I did, yeah, and I didn't, uh, I mean, I didn't purchase it or anything like that, but I, uh, I had to go home and I had to like YouTube it, right? Like what that's like. Everybody says it tastes like, like complete crap. So I, you know, yeah. I wasn't going to buy it. But what is the process like? Yeah, those kits aren't aren't fun. No, um, it also <laughs> doesn't really teach you anything about right. brewing. It's just like 
adding liquid into water and watching it boil and that's about it yeah but, um, yeah it's also like those kits they're not fresh like you're not using fresh oh. ingredients so oh god that's probably why they're gross <laughs> that's probably why they but taste like ass for you to make them on your stove in your big soup pot so. right Right. Anyway, so you we essentially, I mean, you start with grain, mm-hmm. and you have to mill your grain, and essentially crush it up, because if you don't crush it up, then you just have husks. Oh, yeah. You have to be able to get inside the grain, you know? So you, you put grain in water and uh, hot water, and you let it sit for about an hour, depending on what you're making, mm-hmm. and then it goes, and that's called the mash. And you go from the mash to the boil kettle, <clears throat> where you're going to boil it for about an hour. Most beers are boiled for an hour. Uh, with your stouts, um, they're boiled longer typically because you want them thicker. So, oh, sure. You know, just like anything else, the longer it's boiled, the more steam goes away yep. and the thicker it becomes. Sure. So, like the barrel-aged stout I did, we I boiled it for four hours. Mm-hmm. And then, so once it's done, so in the boil, you put in hops. So kind of like to go on your question earlier about how you, like, differentiate different styles. So the earlier in the boil, so say you're boiling it for an hour. So at that 60-minute mark, if you put in hops, it's going to make it bitter. Like with the Delta 88 and other IPAs, we're putting a lot of hops at the very beginning when it first starts boiling. Sure. And then the longer you wait, so at the very end of the boil, you're... The hops you're adding are more for flavor and aroma. Makes sense. And then once it's done boiling, you let it cool down a little bit and transfer it to the fermenter with oxygen. Mm-hmm. So homebrewers, most homebrewers don't add oxygen to the fermenter because it's not really necessary for sure. a small of a batch. But here we have an oxygen tank and we actually insert oxygen to the wort as it's transferring into the fermenter. That's awesome. And then you add yeast and the combination of the yeast eating the oxygen and the sugars in the wort turns that into alcohol. Nice. So, and then the longer it sits there or the more you boiled it, the higher ABV it's going to be. Yeah. And then with stuff like those brute IPAs or really dry stuff, Mm -hmm. they're adding enzymes in there to make the yeast eat every little tiny piece of sugar possible. Gotcha. So that way it's just dry. There's no sugar left. Wow. Got a couple of random questions. <laughs> First question is, yeah, he was raising his hand. He's very polite. So you're you're dealing with you know, especially in the capacity that you guys are working with, large tanks to brew this stuff in. First question is, does the type of metal that the tanks are made out of alter or have an effect on the beer that you're you're brewing? And second, is there such thing as cold brew process for beer i've never heard of a cold brew process for beer um well i mean i guess there is there's a lot of places like you can do a raw beer and obviously before you know way back in the day when they didn't boil water you know they didn't know how to boil stuff and they kind of just let it sit there and so I've made a sati before. A sati is like a, I think, Scandin- some type of Scandinavian beer where they don't boil it. So it's raw, so they just they mash in like normal. 
but they leave it there for longer and then they just kind of like transfer it to another vessel and let it clear up a little and then they ferment it oh wow um and then you essentially get a really low abv because you're not boiling any of the water out of the wort yeah um it's just a lot more dangerous because the (laughs) boiling process kills everything right so you can put whatever you want in the mash because you're going to boil it and it's going to kill everything yeah but if you don't boil it then (laughs) i would say the majority of the time it's going to Effect. Yeah. yeah, like you're going to have some unwanted friends so, lingering around. Most of us use stainless steel. Um, that's like the majority of what brewers use. Some smaller places use plastic tanks, um, hmm. which even... Yeah, I don't know of anyone that uses anything other than stainless to boil in. Yeah. Um, but as far as fermenting, there's all sorts of stuff, you know. There's stainless steel, yeah, copper, copper, which is mostly popular in, like, uh, uh, distilling. Um, yeah. People will ferment in or age in granite and plastic, yeah. it's Plastic's weird because technically it shouldn't do anything, but... If you know about it, it it just plays tricks on your mind. If you know someone fermented in plastic, you're going to be like, oh, this was fermented in plastic. I can taste plastic. Yeah. Whether you really can or not. How are they preventing those uh, hydrocarbons from leaching into the product? If they're using plastic, that would be my only concern. Yeah. Yeah, I think it just kind of depends on the manufacturer of the plastic, I guess. And then what I'd be more concerned about is the cleaning process because... If there's any tiny little scratch inside that plastic, chances are it you're never going to get it clean again. For well, sure. Depending on what type of plastic, you may got polypropylene, polyethylene. Yeah. So it's, it's the chemicals that you're <coughs> going to eat that away, divots and cracks and all that kind of stuff. Just some stinkers. Yeah, I know as a home brewer, like I mostly use plastic, but I also like didn't want to spend a boatload of money like yeah do, and i wasn't getting paid for it <laughs> no one was actually buying the beer i was making so it's a pretty cool setup like if you guys haven't been to big rip i mean just looking into the room over here and seeing the gigantic vats that you guys have it's pretty badass yeah. it's, it's really impressive like just sit back and see that you know what i mean so is it Whose job is it to clean the... That's <laughs> my job. That's your job, too? <laughs> now, how do you clean that, then? I mean, is there, like, you, so, you climbing inside and, like, scrubbing it down? Or, like, what are you doing? So, that one straight ahead, the, the shortest Peter? one. Uh-huh. No, the shortest The shortest one is the mash. Oh, okay. And I'll, I'll sit in there, and I'll put a stool in there, and I'll climb in. Yeah. But the other one, so we have a spray ball. So we connect a ball to the top of it that spins yes. with pressure. So we use a powder cleaner and an acid cleaner. Nice. Uh, we typically try to use both every time we clean. So we'll rinse it, run the powder cleaner, which gets most mostly everything. We rinse it again, we run the acid cleaner, yeah. which gets everything else. Then, yeah. And then usually that works good enough that we don't have to scrub at all. 
That's like, awesome. It should just take everything out. Yep. With that spray ball, we it's on a pump with water, so yep. it turned it up pretty high. So. Yeah, crank it <laughs> and just do it. That's awesome. Oh, Coop's One more a, question. Yeah, yeah. Now, this may change often because I know it does with several people, but do you have a favorite type of beer? Ooh, that's a good one. Right now, my favorite type of beer is like this Three Bakers, the lagers. That's um, what I'm sipping it's on. It's hot. And it's so good. I just want to like crush some beer. So. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, it's so good. I Yeah, right now, lagers, like... I'm really excited to try Boulevard's new lager they did with Beer Stop Lager House out of Denver, which oh. is like really famous for their Pilsner. Um, and then my favorite to brew though is stouts, just because they smell so good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Dark chocolate malts in the in the mash, they smell really good. That so. is awesome. Now, Koopsik, what are you sipping on there, pal? Like, what do you what do you have? I'm drinking the Delta 88. Yeah, IPA. I'm like that's kind of like your go-to, isn't it? I, I you, you get well, that a I lot lean towards IPA, but I, I I've <clears throat> never had a bad brew here. I, no, and I could be honest, I'm not saying that because you guys sponsor us and standing here. I've never had a. I, I'm the type that likes all kinds of beers. No, it is it is true. Like you will call me or you will text me and sometimes it's on a Friday night, maybe a Saturday night, sometimes it's a fucking Wednesday or whatever and I'm like, hey man, what's up? You're like, oh, I'm at Big Rip. I'm like, you're a fucking dick because I'm three hours away, you know what I mean? I'm like, I can't just pop over. Yeah. I think the one I had last time, the last few times maybe, was the Zelda. Oh my God. So good. So good. But yeah. So let's change gears a little bit. Have you had any paranormal experiences yourself? Ooh. I I don't think so. Um, I a house I used to live in in South Plaza apparently used to be haunted, and several people that would come over that would just be like, "This, is, this place is weird." Like <laughs> they had turned the attic into like a studio space and when we moved in there was like a couple of suit jackets up there and Ooh. a box full of basketball cards and we all just refused to touch it because yeah. we were yeah. scared and like <laughs> I couldn't I, I mean I'm not sensitive to that kind of stuff so yeah. uh, at least as far as I know but other people would be like yeah don't touch that because it's weird in here wow um, I did a night tour at Stanley Hotel a few years ago nice um, it was cool. I mean, I totally believe that shit went down there, you know? Yeah. Um, but I wish they kind of took you a little further out, like, because I know supposedly a lot of the weird shit that happened there was out in the, the quarters where all the uh, employees stayed. Yes. But they don't take you out to that area. <laughs> so, yeah. I still haven't done the tour over there yet. I want to. Are, are they still giving tours? They're well, for I don't a know bit about right now, but, but they're for a bit. I know. I remember reading about it. They wanted to completely do away with all tours, and I'm like, last mm. time I was there, I'm which like, was last summer, they were doing. Tours. Yeah, so I yeah, so um, I think they're still doing it. Those tours are fun. I I like to do them for history, but if there's too many people for me, it's <laughs> fucking just, nerd. No, I'm it's hard. It's hard. <laughs> I mean, I. 
I going in to you probably just did one of their posted tours. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Um, I wouldn't expect anything to happen because there's so many people there. When I w- when I went for lunch because I was staying in Estes Park, and there was five or six tours going on at once. And oh there wow! Was probably twenty people in each tour, and Dang. they were just making the rounds. That's really cool. Um, I actually have a funny story about that trip. My daughter got a bloody nose as soon as we got there. It lasted 45 minutes. Jesus. And so I have a so. shelf at home that has different things from places that <laughs> I've been to, like haunted places that I've been to. Yeah. I have a, uh, like a sign from the manor that closed. Yeah. I remember that. Uh, several other things. And I have a roll of toilet paper from the Stanley Hotel. You stole that, the shit tickets? Well, my daughter brought it out of the bathroom when she came out to lunch. Oh, sure. Yeah. And kept the roll. Because <sighs> it was a brand new roll when she got to it, but now it's only like a little bit. That poor thing. But God they, dang, man. It was so bad that tours were coming through and stopping in the bathroom. And they'd come out and ask if she was okay. <laughs> And oh. she lost a lot of blood. It was 45 minutes. Dude, that's terrible. But yeah, so I have a roll of toilet paper. You have a Stanley roll Hotel. of haunted shit tickets from the Stanley Hotel. Yeah. That's that's a story right there, bro. <laughs> but, I love uh, that. So any, any UFO <laughs> stories? Or maybe you know somebody oh. that's seen I, I don't have any UFO stories. I really wish I'm I did. Me too. That'd be awesome. <laughs> I, oh. No, I don't, I don't think I know anyone. That has any... Um, well, let me ask you this way. What what kind of paranormal stuff interests you? Oh, I mean, aliens for sure. Yeah. Like, aliens, like, that kind of stuff I love. Um, I love ghost stuff and, like, learning about it. Mm-hmm. I fucking can't do movies. Like... Yeah. Like, The Conjuring and shit. That <sighs> stuff's just weird. And it's like, okay, sure, but no. Uh, <laughs> it's just kind of like... It's, it creeps me out, but it's also like... Really, I'm not believable. Yeah, um, yeah. I listen to like several uh, podcasts, like, and that's why we drink is is one of my my favorite because uh, they talk a lot about aliens and and ghosts and um, what's what's what are like the creatures? Oh, the cryptids! cryptids. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, that stuff's really cool. I love I love cryptid stories. And alien stories. I think those are my favorite. Those are pretty good, too. Like, I enjoy the cryptid stories, too. But then I always think about Koopsik, like, going into the woods all the time, like, by himself. And I'm like, that's how you're going to check out. You realize that. Well, yeah. For me, the large cryptids are... No, it'll be like a little... It'll be a chupacabra. You have to have a weird paranormal element to them, or we would have found them by now. Bigfoot is not just a mammal running around out there in the woods. At least, maybe in northern Canada. Maybe. Like, Serbia or... Some, Siberia, I mean, somewhere yeah. like that. So, yeah, I might disappear. It could be a Bigfoot. <laughs> I, I go out. I do think about that. And the missing 411 stuff really scares me when I go out in the woods, but it doesn't keep me from going out in the woods. Yeah, I'm like, but you're still there, like, all the time. I have a question for you. Yeah. We were out UFO hunting in the middle of the... wasn't really the middle of the woods. It was in the middle of the field. On purpose? Down, uh, yeah. Last, last weekend. Last weekend. Is down in southern Missouri, um, and he told me about something called the Oz effect, to where because we could hear frogs, we could hear all this stuff oh, going on. Yeah. He says it's when everything just goes completely dead and silent for a second, and that's like if that happens, I'm getting the hell out of here. And he's like, you know, at this point, you might as well just stay still and let it exactly. 
because you don't know. I yeah, it terrifies me. I think you're just saying this to scare me, but like, like but no, yeah, it's scary though. Like you think about it because that I mean that happens and that's absolutely happened. Like you hear um, that happened to me and my brother, like out of this place called Longthorn, and you hear it just completely die nature around you just shuts off and you're well, like and if you're what at the that point fuck? it doesn't matter where you could be walking into it worse on the way yeah. to the car that's just it so yeah you might as well just stay put um, and do your thing would you like to go on a ghost investigation ooh, ooh. or a ufo investigation in the future sometime if we could set that up yeah i know a guy yeah that would be that would be awesome either one ghost yeah ufo stuff um I would rather do one of those than go to a haunted house or something. Yeah, yeah. Just because I don't. We go, I don't want to go just to be scared. Like I want to go like find shit, right? Learn shit, right? So if we went, I mean, shit, we could do this anywhere. We could do this anywhere. Yeah, I mean, there's plenty of places in town, but he actually owns a place in southern Iowa that's three hours away. Yeah, that's used to be. You know, list off what it. Yeah, no, it to was be. a it was a hotel initially. And then became more of like a nursing home type setting. And then in the 70s became a group home for mentally handicapped people. Um, 187 deaths on property. Um, Lots of abuse in the 80s. A lot of neglect, abuse, things like that. Yeah. Um, But yeah, it's 10,000 square feet of just paranormal playground, you know? So we get it. Hotel, kind of, kind of calm. Yeah, so we're gonna go to a retirement home where things get a lot. Well, creepy. You know, when the manor was a hotel, though, like it, we're talking like the mid, um, the mid eighteen hundreds, and then it ran as a hotel all the way up until the nineteen fifties. So it had a damn good run. But then, yeah, it takes a very odd turn <laughs> to it to a nursing home. Um, there's that weird section of building My that we call like the, the nursing home wing. Turn. The, the railroad, yeah, the away. the railroad moved away. They got rid of that because everybody was driving now, you know. Um, but yeah, so it, it is super weird, man. But yeah, they just kept kind of adding on to the structure to accommodate like the nursing home setting, and then eventually the group home setting. Um, and yeah, and then it. They got so shut down. <laughs> kind of makes you wonder, right? <laughs> but yeah, God, we could do all sorts of fun shit at the manor, though. Like, does the beer travel easy? Like, <laughs> how well does the beer travel? Yeah, I mean, we we can bring kegs, we can bring some cans. I've driven as far as Springfield. Yeah, some kegs. Yeah, uh, for a fest last year. That's awesome. So. Pretty easy. Um, do you ever do like overnight, like trips every, out there? So usually, almost every night of the week is booked with people coming wow. and staying overnight, and and it's paranormal teams that'll come in. They try to uh, find whatever they can find or whatever. So yeah, I mean, we do stuff like this all the time, and sometimes we hold uh, events like bigger events. Uh, yeah, we have a great time. Yeah, so yeah, it sounds fun. Oh, no, fuck that. No, strobe light therapy is not fun at all. Well, you no. said you know a guy, but <clears throat> the guy is you. Yeah, I know so a guy. That's me. Happen. Yeah, I can absolutely do this. Yeah. Yes, and for sure. why don't we take a quick break, refill our beers, You gotta go down yours. You got to go potty? Fill the be- no, you I want to refill. Yeah, Koopsik <laughs> needs to make sissy. Paranormal things. Okay, sounds good. Come on back. Welcome to Paranormal Warehouse. 
Paranormal Warehouse is the ultimate social media website for paranormal investigators and researchers. Create a profile. Add friends. Upload video, audio, and photographic evidence. Discuss theories and techniques in the forum. Create a group for your team or find a team to join. Watch, listen, and comment on evidence uploaded by other users. Join today and support Paranormal Unity. It's free. Visit ParanormalWarehouse.com to join. Be sure to like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. We're waiting for you. Life is a mystery. Confusion is all around us. The truth is out there, but you won't find it here. Maybe it was the ghost of an alien that worked for the government. You know, you remove the alien anal probe out of the story and it probably wasn't this guy's worst Saturday night. Welcome to Hysteria 51, a weekly oddcast of conspiracy theories, mysteries and the unexplained. All viewed through sceptical eyes and the blurry lens of a beer bottle. Listen to Brent and John make sense of it all each week. By subscribing, find us on iTunes by searching Hysteria 51 or anywhere else fine podcasts are sold. All right, peeps, we are back. Round two. Mamma Jammas. So what's up? So, Josh, (laughs) so I'm not sure if you know this. If you listen to the show, you might have heard us talk about this. Josh is just terrified of aliens. I'm not. Okay, I'm I'm pretty terrified. I'm pretty terrified. Being abducted, that kind of thing. (sighs) Yeah, I mean, a little bit. It's... You've gotten a little better. A but you, smidge like, better, but not, not this, a lot. You wouldn't even like it when I would talk about it. Okay, look. Here's why. Like, if anything in this whole, like, paranormal bubble, right? If anything is going to be 100% definitively proven in the next decade, it would be that. It would be the existence of alien life. Because it's really not that far of a stretch to begin with. Like, as far as something else out there right um what is that fucking movie that i love so much god damn it there's a lot of movies. i know but he says like he says you know if it is just us it's an awful waste of space um i feel like that's been jody but jody oh, foster contact. contact thank you love that movie um but yeah i mean that that kind of resonated with me from a young age <laughs> like and i'm like oh shit like, it's pretty much a mathematical impossibility that something else w- wouldn't be out there. You know what I mean? Like, there's something else is out there for sure. Um, where my fear kind of, like, in lies, I guess, is what's the intention there? Like, if... I mean, you could talk to anybody and they're like, oh, yeah, they've been here for years. Okay, well, I don't know that. I haven't seen that, right? And they've been living amongst us for, for decades now. You know, we hear a lot of people say that too. Well, again, well, I yeah, don't I mean, know there's that. Several camps within the UFO right community. Uh, they're either here to help us and but, get rid of nukes, or they're right to help mankind grow into the the but, better selves. Or yeah, they're here and they don't care about you exactly. And they're <laughs> they're just, here to harvest the planet. They're doing they intel care about right now, right? Else, <laughs> but they don't care about us, right? So they're doing intel. It's like a, a magnifying glass on, a, on an ant hill, and you're frying the ants. You don't give a shit. 
You know what I mean? You don't really care that you're stepping on an ant or frying an ant or whatever. There's really no remorse there. It'd be the exact same type of scenario. My thing is, like, if we're given disclosure or whatever, or let's just say hypothetically, we're not given disclosure. They just show up one day, okay? This is all over the news. This is everything, okay? You're you're hearing it. You're seeing it. You're watching it in real time. It's one of the likely scenarios. Right. Exactly. Because they're not going to fucking tell us anyway, no, but regardless. If, if the powers that be, if, if aliens are already here, yeah. the powers that be that might know about them aren't going to tell us unless it benefits them. Exactly. Um, or the, if the aliens are here and they don't want us to know, the only way we're going to know is if they tell us. Right. Uh, my, like officially, anyways. Here's my thing, though. Our official stance on a lot of shit is shoot first and ask questions later. So what if we start shooting, and it's pretty much we just... we probably already have if there Well, are. I would agree. But, like, what happens if we start shooting or whatever, and then they just get fucking fed up with it, and they're like, okay, fuck you. <laughs> Everybody's just wiped out, right, at that point. Um, it would be... <sighs> well, maybe there's... I don't know. That's a long answer, but I wanted to get to something else real quick. I, Brie mentioned that it's one of you know her favorite yeah. paranormal type subject, and I was curious as to why that might be. So, I mean, I don't know when I started to be interested in like aliens and shit. Um, I know that obviously, like Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Hell is, yeah my favorite book slash movie absolutely and that's awesome um i i i don't think that aliens are here or have ever been here Mm -hmm. Um, i know there's a lot of people that think like aliens built the uh the pyramids oh sure yeah and shit like that yeah um Aliens exist by Blink 182s. Like my, it's a great my song. Favorite song. It's a great fucking song. I love that yeah. song. <laughs> so I think I don't know if like maybe that was it. Um, I never really watched like X Files growing up or anything. Um, but I don't know. I guess like as a kid being a fucking weirdo growing up in school and everything, it's like well yeah. Like, yeah. There's definitely something out there there's gotta be like why the fuck is it wouldn't you think so you know yeah absolutely so as a fan of Blink 182 and Tom DeLonge yes. are you aware yeah. of what he is doing currently with the UFO community uh, I know like bits and pieces about it <clears throat> like I I mean yeah Tom DeLonge was definitely my favorite part of Blink yeah. 22 I love Angels and Airwaves I loved uh, Boxcar Box Racer. Racer. Hell yes. So, um, I only know very little, but I know he's like so really into that. that he is stuff. very into it. So much so, in fact, I guess that he would, even when Blink-182 was still like touring and all that stuff, like still making albums and all that, they were on the road. He was constantly just reading about this stuff like all the time um almost like obsessively you know getting into this shit well now he has formed this entity called to the stars academy and what it is essentially it's like a lot of 
former NASA engineers, former astronauts, former like big wigs in the government, and they're all now collectively just coming together to start the disclosure ball rolling right and so two years ago they came out with this video and this really cool video is um from the perspective of a a fighter jet and they're tracking these you know bogeys or whatever they call them right and these things are maneuvering in pretty impressive ways like there's absolutely no way a human being is piloting those crafts yeah i I think i recently remember seeing that so the the, few months yes they actually released exactly footage and they're like these these pilots that were like on record saying like yeah no we don't this isn't us this cannot be humans these are not man-made aircraft right yeah and i think it was what a month ago now that the government officially came out came out Uh, the video was, was released a while ago and he so Tom DeLong and I can't remember the other guy's name, the scientist. I but, don't know. Yeah, um, they acquired that footage because of the To the Stars Academy. Yeah, with while telling the government that they weren't going to release it, but they did it anyways. Yeah, so they yeah. did that, and then what happened a month ago was the Pentagon acknowledged the videos and that they didn't yes. know what it was, but they didn't know what it was, and but. They didn't definitively come out and squash it like no. they would normally just well, do. Usually, they would just ignore it. Of sure, they, they agree. They they came out and said that you know they don't know what it is in the middle of a pandemic. So yes. No one so nobody even. It. Yeah, exactly. And I'm like, why? What? So and that's a like, question. That's a question I have for you then, Bree. Is if if. If we as a human populace are given 100% disclosure, yes, aliens are around. They have visited before. They're not currently here necessarily, but we know of their existence. We're in contact with them. Here's what you need to know. If we are given that, how are we, how do we react as a populace? Would it be, would religion crumble? Would there be rioting in the streets? Would, you know, I mean, I don't know. Like, I have all these different scenarios in my head of how we would handle it. Because, fuck me, we can't even handle running out of Charmin. We, we've established this. <laughs> so, how are we going to handle this? I don't know. I mean, I mean, for me, I wouldn't fucking change anything. I mean, right. you know, if they're okay with us fucking up our own planet, let us do it. Like, yeah, yeah. And if they're peaceful and they don't come in guns blazing, like, why should we... I know that yeah. a lot of fucking Americans aren't going to think the same thing I do. Sure. And I believe that, you know, if they were to come out and say, yeah, aliens are here, yeah, aliens exist, then there would probably be, like, a huge skyrocket in gun sales and yeah. everything. Yeah, that's a good point, too. And I remember, like, um, the War of the Worlds broadcast, you know? You remember that. Oh, excuse me. <laughs> excuse me. I'm reminded of the War of the Worlds broadcast. And you had people literally killing themselves. Exactly. Uh, they were going into the mountains and seeking shelter and like just becoming hermits. They're like, we want nothing to fucking do with this at all. I mean, would we still react in a similar fashion? I mean, it's so weird to me. I, I bet there's a lot of people that would flip the fuck out. Oh, yeah. I would be one of those people. <laughs> but then there's also going to be a lot of people that are like, oh, this no, this isn't real. They're lying. Yeah, that's a good point, too, right? they're to the store and buy all their guns. Yeah. Up, so, like, you know. I have, I have a 
question. I may have had a little too many beers, but you. Um, so going back to what Jason was saying earlier, where you know you think we have opened fire on them before. So okay. Oh yeah. No, let me verify that. If they have been here. Rednecks we are have. shooting at them. Yeah, yeah, sure, I, I sure. Yeah. But when you look at if an interdimensional outer space species that is more intelligent than us is going from planet to planet, they're more than likely research vessels not capable of world obliteration and, and domination. They will have stuff and capabilities to defend themselves. Yeah. They're more than likely research vessels. And if they are research vessels, and they have been researching the way the world works, the Earth works, and the way the world works, like Bree was saying with and Jason with United States Rednecks, I absolutely agree with that. Sure. I personally don't think <clears throat> first contact will happen in the United States because they realize something like yeah. that will happen. What are your guys' thoughts? No, I would absolutely agree. They would go someplace. I mean, was it three years ago, four years ago, something like that? Even the Vatican came out publicly and said their astronomy, or astronomy department at the Vatican came out and said, do not be shocked if we are visited one day. I mean, so yeah, I would, I would absolutely suggest that, yeah, it wouldn't be here, probably. It would probably be somewhere else. As they are to develop the technology. Yeah. I love low low population third world country. Maybe. Yeah. Absolutely. So I think that. Or Switzerland. That's probably likely. (laughs) Or Denmark. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Right? Canada. Exactly. (laughs) My main main argument to this has been I've said this on the show several times, and it's it's not an argument necessarily, but it's a decent possibility. Yeah. So let's say that. Okay, so the movie Signs, for example. Oh, fuck. Yeah. We can apart <laughs> for, many, for many reasons, but that alien race came here unknowing that 60% of what's on the planet kills them. <laughs> they die off, leave their technology to us. What do we do with it? Do we go out and into space peacefully? No, we weaponize it. We weaponize it. Yeah, Yeah, we're assholes and we weaponize it. There's a good possibility that some other race may do that as well. And I'm not saying that that it's more likely than anything else. I'm saying it is a good possibility. That makes sense, though. (laughs) 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 (sighs) Coop's always the voice of reason. It's bullshit. You know, if they're peaceful and they're traveling and they're scientists and whatever, yeah, and their technology most likely wouldn't be affected by anything we could do to it, anyways. And I think if they were smart, which they probably are because they can travel through space, they would infect the culture and infiltrate under the radar, like the, the show V. I don't know if you guys. I've never. I know what you're talking about. I've never seen it. So, so they don't. They, they come as peaceful. We're here to help. And this really pretty lady with the shorter black hair. Yeah, she's evil. She like now she's a good looking lady. I tell you, like eats everybody. Fuck what? She like eats a, people. She's a giant snake from oh. outer space. But she's yeah, so pretty. It's like, uh, fuck. Yeah, she's not pretty. <laughs> that Doctor Who spinoff. Um, but that's how an intelligent fuck. species will. I don't know. Dominate and take control. It all depends on their motive. 
and what they want out of the planet or us. What if they just want pure chaos and destruction and we'll just <sighs> What would be the point of yeah. just coming here to blow us up? Then they so if they were if they were to come here and just blow us up, yeah, they would harvest everything, right? Well, if they're well, just coming for destruction purposes. Maybe yeah. they realize maybe they realize that you know we're fucking up our own planet, and that eventually we'll get to the point where we're going to start fucking up other planets. Yeah, I mean, our planet is in line with an intergalactic uh, highway, and we just need to. Maybe we're just in the way. way. We're just in the way. You know, if they would have checked the records, we would have known. Damn it. You had one fucking job. (laughs) Oh, my God. I, for a long time, have wanted to take Josh out in the desert (sighs) and look for UFOs. He wants to do that during the that you guys are going to film. Yeah. In a non-sexual way, I want to strip you down, wrap you in aluminum foil, Done. stick you in the desert. Sold. Oh, See oh okay, wait. Oh, wait. No, wait. The, the desert? No. Desert. No. no. You had me in naked in tinfoil, but no. no. Okay. The rest See, of that You bullshit. won't do it. No, because you so could... This has been five years now I've been trying to do this. It hasn't been five years. It has. It's this been... show is five years old. It's been close to five years. I even have friends in Vegas. You have friends in Vegas. We yeah, can make this happen. That's true. God damn it. It's just the one thing that I saw in the sky that one time that I couldn't explain. It was like I'm, I'm looking at it and I felt like I was a little child that just got scolded by his mom. Like I got caught with my hand in the cookie jar. Like that instant fear like whatever it is i'm looking at i'm not supposed to be looking at that's how i felt and it was a very carnal reaction you know and that's what i took away from that experience so i was like "Ah, i don't know about this whole like kindness and light thing that people think that they're going to be spreading i just don't buy it yet but i haven't seen it you know i'm like you guys it's like just fucking prove it to me when when you overall in the past years is 2020 yeah when you when you think about yeah no it's still fucking going on yeah tell me about it. <laughs> it's still fucking here <laughs> when you look at like just say the past 80 years 1940 to 1920 okay the instances of ufo sightings and uh correlations to abductions yeah why do you see an increase or overproportional? Display of cases in the United States as opposed to other countries. I, mm, I have so many different thoughts on the abduction theory. Go ahead. Um, <laughs> you do. It you. may be because, well, maybe the United States Americans as a whole was not used to it. It could be. So there's a lot of people that tie the fairy phenomenon going back thousands of years as the same sort of experience. As a UFO induction. Yeah. So you're saying... A little people in the woods take you, and it's a weird weekend, and you come back a week later, and it seems like an hour. <laughs> you just don't eat the food, and you'll be all right. So you're thinking these, these but it could being be. reported, they're just being reported as different phenomena? If you're asking me personally, I kind of view all of it as possibly the same source. All, all paranormal phenomena in my mind... If I had to be pinned down to one thing, it's because it all comes from the same source. Looks different, acts different, 
but may come from the same location. It's like the turtle. Dimensional it's like the turtle from It. Well, kind of, yeah. It's the turtle from It. Yeah. That's what it is. Mm-hmm. That's what it is. Not the movie, the book. The book, right. I don't think they discussed the turtle. I think, I think turtle. anybody that hasn't read the book wouldn't know what the hell we're talking about. Read the fucking book, people. <laughs> Listen to me. <laughs> the turtle from the, the book It being the turtle. That was a lot of coke and that he was doing at that time. <laughs> that was a lot of coke. No, it could have been the same turtle that holds up the flat earth. Oh. Like, Fuck it. I'm done with these people. Maybe. Ah. <gasps> See, this is why I love the ectoplasm show. No, me personally, I think everybody, I don't know if abductions really actually occur, to tell you the God honest truth. I think it could be a chemical imbalance known as you know the, the, the DMT that we naturally produce in our brains, and it could be a chemical imbalance that happens every fucking day to so many different people in a very normal type of way. But it just gets released all of a sudden. But, I mean, DMT, we naturally produce more anyway, especially when we sleep. So it could be feasible that we would have this chemical imbalance happen when we're asleep. And it could, I mean, DMT, you're going to trip fucking balls. You know what I'm saying? I mean, people are doing this recreationally now as a drug. But now people that are doing this shit are are not, like, just your run-of-the-mill stoners or anything like that. These are professionals. So have you ever looked into the... The, the cases through history in the United States, people saying that they've been abducted. Specifically the ones... The high stress levels that have happened. Ooh, see, I don't know about that. I haven't seen that. Because stress causes an increase in DMT. Oh, that's badass. See, I didn't realize this. No, that's an interesting thing to look into, though. If you can get that information, that would be awesome. But yeah, I don't know, man. Like, I just think so that... It, 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 uh, it all could easily be explained if our consciousness is a projection and our body is a receiver. Yeah. Because even science today can't pin down our consciousness. They believe our brain creates it, but Correct. if it's just a receiver, that would explain everything we experience because it could be that that signal's cut off. It could be that even in the proximity, that could explain people, multiple people witnessing the same paranormal activity ufo in the sky could be some kind of signal that's being blasted out in that area and everybody is hit it's hitting everybody's transmission that's interesting that mandela effect has been messing with my head so like mandela effect yeah like berenstein berenstein bears it was the berenstein bears i would agree with you i remember berenstein bears As a, as a child, I remember that. And the you know? dude has a monocle. Yeah, he's always had a monocle, hasn't he? No, he doesn't. What? He what do you mean he doesn't? He doesn't have a monocle. He's See, a monocle. <clears throat> how long... Here's a question for you guys. Like, how long... It's like... When, when did the Mandela effect become a thing to talk about? When did it become... when they first initiated CERN. Son of a... That son of a bitch, Hadron Collider... God damn it. I've done a lot of research on this. So they knocked us into another... Di- they knocked us into another universe, then, is what you're saying. A parallel dimension. I have a list here of some Mandela Effect items that we could all go around and say whether... We've done this on the show before, but it's been a while. Yeah. So I'll read off these Mandela Effect things, and we can talk about how we remember them. Okay. 
Now, some of them, we may not remember any of them. Like, the first one, which got its name, is Mandela's no, death. Nelson Mandela. Yeah. Did he die in prison I or did he die afterwards? I don't remember him dying either way. Do any of you remember? My, grand, my grandmother remembers him dying in prison. Yeah. So. My grandmother remembers him, yeah, dying in prison. I, yeah, I don't know, but that's interesting. Because right. he definitely didn't. Correct. And that's what I told her. She's yeah. like, no, that's wrong. <laughs> she yelled at me. Okay, but, yeah. so... Your peanut butter on the shelf. Is it Jiffy or Jiff? Jiff. Jiffy. It was Jiffy. It was Jiffy? It was Jiffy? J-I-F-F-Y. I don't know, boys. Like, when I was growing up, we had the government peanut butter. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't even know. I don't know what the fuck. I mean, I think I remember Jiff. I never, you know, honestly, I never Uh, shopped for peanut butter. Juicy Moms Juice Jiff. Yeah. That's it. I remember that. Yeah. That tagline. I remember so that. Was it Looney Tunes? Oh, no, I'm fine. Thank you, though. T O O N or yeah. Looney Tunes T U N E S? T O O. I thought it was T O O. It's Looney T U N E S. Oh. I, these are things that, I mean, I remember. It's fucking Looney dumb. Tunes. I don't like this game. <laughs> So the Berenstein Bears versus yeah. the Berenstein. It was E-I-N. It was E-I-N. The next one's I, I know for a fact. That Does Curious George have a tail? Yes. Yeah. No. I don't think so. I think I, I read and watch too much Curious George with myself. <laughs> yeah. But did back in the day. No. I got it. I Motherfucker. <laughs> Never had a tail. I don't know why. Okay. Damn it. Sex and the city or sex in the city? I think it's sex and the city. Is Josh the, is correct. Is the proper tile. I thought it, I thought it was. Uh, this must be a new one. I don't remember this one. Oh. Is it Febreze? Is it F-E-B-R-E-E-Z-E or F-E-B-R-E-Z-E? I mean, I guess I never look at the bottle when I buy it. The first one. The first one. I think no, it was the it's first one. One, one E. Yeah, I don't like I mean, this it game. It's a stupid one. It's a fucking stupid game. Whatever. <laughs> Oscar Meyer or Oscar Mayer? Meyer. Meyer. M E Y E R. Yeah, Meyer. No. What? M A Y E R. M A Y E R. That's what I said. Shit the bed, man. Monopoly <laughs> ma- Man. Does not does have not a have a monocle. Another important one is like the layout of uh, uh, Ellis Island. The pictures that are taken now, the buildings are in a different orientation. Than so the buildings on Ellis Island are in a different orientation than they were in previous. What the fuck? Stuff. Yeah. So here's an idea. Like, are we creating? these parallels just because we may remember it a certain way or topic it is but it's like are we doing this to ourselves or is this something legit that's going on here i swear to fucking god it was e-i-n and berenstein bears god damn it i swear to god forrest gum love the movies famous line life's life is like a box box of chalk no 
Life is like a box of chocolates. Life was like a box of chocolates. Was my ass. He never said was. He never said was. Life is like a box of chocolates. You never know what you're going to get. I'm going to call Tom Hanks right now. All right. Well, I mean, <laughs> I, I mean, uh, right now I'm only going off of housekeeping.com. So there, I don't know. Good housekeeping. They're talking about the Mandela effect. Yeah. Fuck that. There's another one. You know the movie with Shaq called Kazam? Yes. Yes. There was another one in the early 90s or late 80s that Sinbad did as a genie, and he was called Kazam in the movie. And it was called Kazam. But it was a Sinbad movie. Oh. That never existed. Okay, so in Silence of the Lambs, when Jodie Foster goes down and talks to. Anthony Hopkins. Okay, yeah. Anthony Hopkins? Yeah, Anthony Hopkins. Yeah, you got it. What does he Lecter. say? Does he say, hello, Clarice? Or does he um, say, good morning, Clarice? Wait, 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 wait. He says, good morning, He probably does say good morning. I think the hello, Clarice thing has just been popularized because of different movies that are imitating Hopkins and Lecter, you know? So as a musician... Yeah. Is there of the world at the end of We Are the Champions? We Are the Champions or not? Of the world. Well, at the very end of the song. No, there is not. No, there is I not. I actually know that why there people think that there, there is because everybody sings it. Well, and <laughs> I, everybody fucking I believe sings it. It's it's pianos. It's it's the piano. Did in the song and yeah with that. He probably did. Luke, I am your father. Or yeah. Or so the whole Luke, I am your father thing. Let's talk about that for a second. Um. So what does he say? It, what does he actually say? We he think doesn't end it with end of the world. No, no, no that's what I said. Uh, he does oh, not. Star, Star Wars. Star Wars one. Yeah. No, I remember as a kid he says, "Luke, I am your father." That's what I. He, just, he doesn't. He never says Luke. He just says, he says I am. He just says I am your father without Luke. I'm kind of bored of this topic. It's <laughs> 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 so great, though. Oh my god. Well, it's, shoot. You know, there are some crazy things about the... But I can see how people forget from... with, Especially now. Yeah. There's so many repeat, people repeating things just to repeat things, and they're not even necessarily the things that were said. Right. It makes sense. Like, me personally, like, just for an example with the whole Luke, I am your father thing, the one thing that I go back to is I don't remember Star Wars. I remember Chris Farley. You also remember speaking into, into a, a fan. into a fan, going Luke, Luke, I am your father, <laughs> right? He's just playing with the toys and stuff, right? And that's what I go back to. I'm gonna have to rewatch Star Wars. I'm gonna have to do this, but I've got Disney Plus, so I can do that. <laughs> See, oh man. Like, there is some legit shit going on with this whole Mandela effect well, that's thing. that's the I thing. Think. If it did change, there's probably no real evidence of it because it would have been in the other timeline we split off of. I refuse to believe that. <laughs> you, you know what? I've been watching Letterkenny too much. Your eye, little eye squint right there just made me think I was watching it last night. <laughs> that show is the fucking best. So it's, it's like when you look at Back to the Future. I love Back to the Future. It's like him erasing from the photograph. That's the way. Oh, yeah, yeah. 
Oh my god. But now it's just switching the E N to A I N or the E I N to A I N. Sons of bitches. It was never Berenstain Bears. It was always Berenstain. Cocksuckers, man. Pitter patter. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, we've all had a great time hanging yep. out at Big Rip. That's right. And I'm glad you finally decided to drive down here other than the conference weekend to hang out. Yeah. And yeah. I'd like to thank Bree and Big Rip. I'd like to thank Bree for being on the show and allowing us to come here today. Yeah, absolutely. And record. And we get the whole place to ourselves. Yeah. And I'd also like to thank Big Rip as a whole for sponsoring our event the KC Paracon and the Ectoplasm Show for a few years now. Yeah. And I'd just like to thank you, say thank you very much. Yeah. Yeah, no problem. I love, I mean, last year was personally my first year attending Paracon, but it was awesome. And like, probably my favorite event of the year. Like, it's, I just, I love, like, meeting new people and seeing all like the weirdos the fucking weirdos man yeah (laughs) serving beer there and it's it's awesome i really appreciate you guys coming here well thank you very much yeah thank you it was great oh my gosh so what else uh you got anything else to say go to ectoplasmshow.com there it is (laughs) come drink at big rip yes and if you want me to mail you a can of Big Rip, I will. It may it, it may explode on the way. Yeah, I don't I know if I you can do that. It, pa- package it right. You think so? Maybe. Maybe. I mean, people ship stuff all the time. They do. Plenty of beer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, no, I'm not supposed to mail it. I won't actually do it. This is all right, for show. Right. But <laughs> if you want some, nice. let us know. <laughs> I love it. Perfect. All right, peeps. Well, we will talk to you all very, very soon. Peace out. Thank you.